sought the Lord all day, off and on all day. Tempting to settle on what I felt like he would have me to say or do here this evening. I don't feel like I'll be very long at all. And if that holds true, then I pray that the will of God would be done here today. But there's so many situations and circumstances that we all face. Some we were able to pray for and minister to just a moment ago, but there are others that are going through things and questioning in their mind as to what's the reasoning, what's the what's the purpose. And as I was thinking about that today and and I'm feeling after the Lord. I really felt like I wanted to talk to you from one of the oldest books in the Bible. But I'm hesitant only because in some of our stuff that we go through, it's our own fault. It's just our own fault. You know, in in my 40 plus years of walking with God, I've come to the place where I just got to own up to my own stuff. (laughs) You know? And if God be merciful... And help me out of it, through it, whatever, so be it. But at the same time, I don't want to put myself somewhere that I'm really not. What I mean by that is, I'm going to talk to you about Job for just a little bit here this evening. But everybody here is not Job. You know, we go through stuff and thumb through the Bible and we find stories like Job and we say, boom, that's me. And you know (laughs) that's not you. (laughs) I'm just being honest, okay? You know what you did. I know what I did. And I think honesty is a part of repentance, I really think honesty is a part of repentance. And if you're not willing to be honest, if we're not willing to be honest, it's just going to lengthen the process. So for me, when I've kind of, I'll just say, crossed the line, rather than making up some 
spiritual excuse. I try to be honest with God and say, Lord, that's on me. That's my fault. And uh, by your grace and your mercy, if you will help me, I won't do it again. But guess what I find myself doing? Sometimes you end up doing it again. But I want to talk to you about Job only because I guess it's been about two or three weeks ago. You know, I know everybody here, 98, 99%, you know the story. You probably know it better than I do. Um, but I was about ready to leave home and head down to Deal and was going to preach that morning. And uh, that morning, Brother Tony, it wasn't so easy to find what God wanted. And somehow, I don't even know how other than it was God. It's like he quickened to my mind. He said, read Job. And I'm not going to sit here and tell you that I read the whole story. That was as 40 plus chapters. Uh, speed reading for me would be a little bit long, longer than most. But I started reading that first part about Job. And I'm going to read that to you here today. And I, hopefully, uh, you can pick up what I'm trying to say here today. Praise God. Everybody all right? All right. Just hold on. Hold on just a little while longer. Oh, God. Modern contraptions. Oh, God. I thought I had it there, too. Hold on. That's why they only let me do this every once in a while. Ah, finally got it. And you can remain seated, so I won't put you through that. Uh, Job chapter 1. And there was a man of the land of Uz whose name was Job. And that man was, everybody say, perfect and upright. And one that feared God and eschewed evil. And there was born unto him seven sons and three daughters, and his substance also was 7,000 sheep, 3,000 camels, 500 yoke of oxen, and 500 she-asses, and a very great household, so that this man was the greatest, in all, greatest of all men in the east, and his sons 
went and feasted in their houses, everyone his day, and sent and called for their three sisters to eat and to drink with them. And it was so when the days of their their feasting were gone, gone about, and Job sent, sent and sanctified them and rose up early in the morning and offered burnt offerings according to the number of them all. And Job said, it may be that my sons have sinned and cursed God's, God in their hearts. And thus Job did continually. Now there was a day when the sons of God came to present themselves before the Lord and Satan also among them. And the Lord said, and, and the Lord said unto Satan, Whence comest thou? Then Satan answered the Lord and said, From going to and fro in the earth and walking up and down in it. And the Lord said unto Satan, Hast thou considered my servant Job, that there is none like him in the earth, a perfect and an upright man, one that feareth God and eschewed evil? And Satan answered the Lord and said, Doth Job fear God for naught? Has not thou made a hedge about him and about his house and about all that he hath on every side? And thou hast blessed the work of his hands and his substance is increased in all the land. But put forth thine hand now and touch all that he hath and he will curse thee to thy face. And the Lord said unto Satan, Behold, all that he hath is in thy power only upon himself. Put not forth thine hand. So Satan went forth from the presence of the Lord. I read that story and I had to stop and read it three times. Now, in the organization that we're a part of, UPCI, United Pentecostal Church International, um, in order to uh, uh, acquire um, credentials with the organization, uh, there are certain things that we have to do um, in order to qualify to meet the standards, what have you. And one of them is, which each lef level of license, this is beyond your daily study, beyond your daily whatever, uh, you have to read the whole Bible all the way through. Okay, so I've got my locals, and I've got my generals, and I've been ordained. So that means I've had to read it how many times? At least three times. And I've been in this church a long time, and I've heard Joe preached on A great many times by a great many number of preachers, and everybody's got their twist, and everybody's got their thing about Job. But when I read this a couple of weeks ago, Brother Tony, it was like somebody turned the light on. It's like all of a sudden, I jumped up out of the chair. I called my wife. I said, "Come here, come here." <laughs> She said, what, what? I said, read this. Tell me how you read it. And she read it. And I said, did you get it? Of course, she didn't know what was going on. And, of course, many of you probably, you're already there already. You've probably already been there. That light went on for you, but it took a little while for me. 
And she read it a second time, Brother Tony. I made her read it three times. I said, did you get it? She says, what are you talking about? I said, I've been wasting a whole lot of time. She says, what do you mean you've been wasting a whole lot of time? I said, I've been rebuking the devil, and it's been God's idea the whole time. Now, I don't know. Maybe you, you got that already, but it took me a little while. And I realized, I, it's, like, it's like Satan says, don't kill the messenger. <laughs> And I'm like, Lord, what's going on here? And I realized that God has a plan. You may, you may or may not be in the know as to what that plan is all about. Obviously, when we read the story of Job here, even all the compliments that the Lord bestowed on Job he was still left in the dark. At least that's the way I read it. He was left in the dark. There was stuff going on, even though he was a righteous man, a man that eschewed evil. A man, he, he was doing everything right. Anybody ever felt like you were doing stuff, most everything right? And stuff still happens? And I realize this thing that we, most of us, are looking for, this pain-free, problem-free. Bishop has been trying to drill this into our understanding for ever. But we still want ease. We still want it easy. And here it is. Satan's a bum. He's unemployed. He doesn't have a job. The Lord gave him a job. Go mess with Job. Just don't tell him I sent you. Anybody got trouble? <laughs> I'm like, you know, I look at my little penny little life, my little puny little life sometimes, and I'm like, Lord, how come, Lord, it just doesn't seem to work out for me like I think it ought to work out when it ought to work out. Seems like everything I, every time I turn a corner, I'm facing Satan over something. And I'm like, what is this all about? But in God's mind, what was he thinking, Brother Tony? We get all twisted and bothered about what we have to go through, and we look at it only from our perspective. Almost never unless we're forced to look at it from God's perspective. Lord, what are you actually doing?
And as I read that story, I'm, I, I, I was going down the road, you know, halfway kicking all the way down. Lord, why didn't you let me see this before? I wouldn't have wasted so much of my effort and my energy on just fighting the devil. And the Lord says, but I got a plan for Job. And the only way that he could fulfill his plan for Job, and here's the part he says, I've got to see if he's ready for what I've got for him. I've got to, he used Satan to prove him. He used Satan, Sister Rhonda, to qualify Job for the next level. And like I said, you're probably far more spiritual than I. But I didn't get it until that Sunday morning. And I'm like, okay, Lord, now I know where this is coming from. Instead of being twisted in my spirit over everything that I'm having to deal with and go through. Now, again, I, I gave you a, a, a what, do you, what do they call that? Not a precursor. In preface, now, there's stuff that we got to own up to. Some of us got trouble because we made trouble. But that wasn't the case with Job. Job was minding his own business. Job was doing what he was supposed to be doing. But the Lord had another plan for Job. I wonder, Tony. <laughs> I wonder what the plan is that God has for you. Faced some difficulties, have you? Trying to do right, right? I wonder if the Lord has just allowed him access. I used to work for uh, Brother Evans years ago. And uh, Mark Evans. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, we did a lot of painting and contractual type work. And uh, one of the things that I hated about painting was the prep work. <laughs> I didn't mind doing putting the finish coat on the wall. That's the easiest part. And it, uh, you can get some gratification out of it, right? But the prep work was sometimes the most difficult to do and most difficult to get through. When I looked at this story, I, I, I'm like, I'm literally, I'm stomping my feet because I realize that Satan is doing God's prep work. He 
He's doing all the heavy lifting. He's finding out. He's qualifying Job, making sure Job is ready for what God has for him. But he can't just give it to him. The Lord can't just give it to him because he wants to know, are you ready, Job? Are you ready to receive what I have for you? Now, I'm a little bit hesitant with this because in, in some circles, man, they'll have you hanging off the clouds right now. They, I mean, buddy, you will be in the stratosphere. Oh, I know I'm going to make it. God's blessing me. God's doing all. You know, we all need motivation sometimes. We all need encouragement sometimes. But you know what? If you need encouragement every week when you come into the house of God, if you're just barely making it in and you need somebody to come and give you a shot in the arm every week, I think one writer said he encouraged himself in the Lord. I'm not against encouragement, but there could can be an over usage of encouragement. I believe Paul said endure what? Hardness. There's going to be some tough days, folks. There's going to be some difficult times. It's not going to be easy every day. Some days it's just going to be one foot in front of the other. Some days it's not going to be fast progress. If you would have told me I would have been here after 40 years where where I am right now, I would have said the devil is a liar. Because I had some dreams. I had some, I was going somewhere. Until I found out I didn't even know where I was going. I was just running with the crowd. The crowd was headed there. That's what the crowd was doing. And that's what I found myself doing. But if that's what you need every day to, to, to walk with God. Oh, Brother, brother uh, Grossbach said it beautifully the other day. He said we need to learn to embrace our pain. Embrace our difficulties instead of trying to Houdini our way around them. Is that all right? I believe the scripture put it, puts it this way. Take, take up your cross. And follow me. That implies that there's going to be some tough days. Just because you named the name of Christ or I named the name of Christ doesn't mean that it's all going to be smooth sailing from here. It actually ensures that there will be some difficult days. 
And here it is, Job, a righteous man, a good man. I wish I was Job. And Job, Scripture says he was one of the most wealthiest men in the East. I'd just like to have Job's money. (laughs) I think that would make it a little bit easier for me. But in order to acquire that kind of finance, that kind of blessing, it doesn't just happen. If scripture says he would have you prosper, as your soul prospers, how you prospering? How you doing with your messenger? <laughs> it's it's. I I I I'm I'm trying to be as honest with it as I possibly could can. I saw that and it it was like. Oh, my God, where have I been for the past 40 years? Today, Scripture says, He knows the way that I take. He says in Jeremiah, I know my thoughts and my intents towards you. That they're good and not evil. And that you can have this expected end. Trouble? I could tell you some stories. There's some stories that are so devastating. My wife would tell me, how in the world can you tell that story? That doesn't make any sense. You shouldn't even tell, don't tell anybody that story. But that's a part of what makes you who you are in God. Anybody going through something right now? Anybody going through something right now? Really? You're going through and you're trying to figure out why? (laughs) He was unemployed. (laughs) what does a devil do he doesn't do anything you know before the Lord had to sign off (laughs) he had to sign off on it sister gross you can touch everything that he has not him You can touch his money. You can touch his children. You can touch his business. 
You can touch everything, that, but leave him alone for now. An unemployed devil. <laughs> and the Lord gave him a job. I'm like, Lord, why'd you do that? We don't need that. <laughs> we don't need that. I don't need that. I don't need a devil in my life to buffet me every day. Maybe you do. But the whole time, the Lord really wants to see what's inside of Job. Because I've got something planned for Job. But I can't just bring him to the end and just pour it all on him today. But I've got to see if he's ready. Can he handle this that I want to give him? Some of us are, we, we say... We want a million dollars. And Lord knows, I've said, Lord, pour it on. <laughs> but in this context, a million dollars, two million dollars, a great windfall come my way right now without being proven. We read about it all the time. You listen to the news, you, you hear about celebrities that make millions upon millions of dollars, but they don't have the character, they don't have the wherewithal to deal with this great mass of finance. And within two years, anybody ever heard those stories about uh, people winning a lottery? Two. Now, I would like to think, Sister Ellenberger, that, I mean, I got two cents up here. I'd like to think if I won a million dollars in a lottery, that's going to last Brother Middleton a while. <laughs> I would think so. But I can't guarantee that. Because I don't know what's in here. And the Lord, I believe, especially what has been going on around here for the past month or so, I believe the Spirit of the Lord is moving through this congregation. And there are those going through things that they don't have any idea about really what's happening. But can I say to you what I believe? I believe God is qualifying them for the next level. I believe God is prepping them for what he has planned for them in his kingdom. But to have that without the prep work being done, We've done a few paint jobs. Well, I'll put it like this. I won't say we. I'll say me. And uh, we're under a deadline, and we need to get this thing done quick. 
and we've cut corners on the prep work. And I mean, it looked good for about two days. <laughs> and then the owner calls back. You don't want owners to call you back. But what I'm trying to say is, if you don't let the prep happen, if you don't let the, the, the inner workings of God's fingers in your life, if you don't allow him to, to have access to you to prep you for what he has prepared for you, then it's, it's going to show when it's all said and done. Is this making any sense to y'all tonight? Now, as Brother Grossbach says, you know, some of us are just lugheads. <laughs> I asked my wife, I said, am I a lughead? <laughs> she said, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> And I was so glad that she was honest with me. I didn't want to leave there deceived. <laughs> of course, I knew. You know, you know when you're lacking. But God, looking from his position and his perspective, and examining the hearts and lives of every individual in this room, you look good to me. You're some of the finest people in the world. But the only one that really knows is him. And we try to figure out why does difficult things keep happening over here? Why is this over here? only thing I can say is I believe the Lord signed off on it. The Lord gave the adversary permission to prepare. There are some of you in this place <laughs> the hand of God is on your life but you look at it as just difficulties and hardships. And really, it's the hand of God, Jalen. Not Jalen, I mean Declan. It's the hand of God working in your life to qualify you for what he has for you. My greatest desire at this point in my life is just to is just to be able to walk with Jesus, to be able to hear his voice, and to be able to respond when he calls. 
blessing as far as what we would call blessing? I have to be honest with you. I, I really don't pray about them anymore. <laughs> I, I really don't. But I want to be able to trust him in every area of my life. When I understand it or when I think I understand it or even when I don't even have a clue, do you trust him? Do you trust him? I've said this a few times this past year. In my household, when my kids were growing up, we couldn't play board games. We, we just couldn't play board games because everybody, everybody was competitive. Now, I know some of y'all may think Brother Middleton's easy going, but I'll tell you what, just scratch a little bit underneath and you will find out how competitive I am. But I didn't think that was really bad until my kids started coming up. And they took it to another level. So I had to get to the place and no more board games. Family night, no more board games. We can't play no. No. Because they'd end up throwing boards, throwing. It, it was bad. I was fearing for their safety. Because it was that intense. And I'm like, you know, those board games you play, Risk? Anybody ever play Risk? You ever play uh, Trouble? Monopoly? Oh, yeah. All of these board games. These are games you play. These are games that we played. Yahtzee. Scrapple. All these games play. Did you know the Lord plays games? Where's Brother Jalen at? Is he here? Is he gone? God plays games. But he has this one favorite game that he likes to play. It's not trouble. It's not risk. He plays this game that he calls trust. And he will allow situations to, in my life and in your life, for no other reason but to find out whether or not you really trust him. And it's really not a game. This is serious business. It's, but in some of the most difficult times in this past couple of years, I've realized for me, one thing the Lord wanted to know was in the midst of everything that's going on, 
Do you trust me? Job, all of this stuff going on in your life, you've lost just about everything, Job. And for 41 and a half chapters, Job is just going on about what's happening. And what the Lord really wanted to know was, Job, do you trust me? Do you trust me? Do you really trust me? And right there in verse, I mean, in chapter 42 of Job, Job finally gets it. He finally gets it, Brother Gross. Oh, that wherever we are individually or as a church, collectively, what we're going through, what we're facing on a personal level, corporate level, could it really just be about, do you trust me? Do you trust my plan? I've got things in the works that I can't tell you about right now. Job, I've got some things planned for you, but I can't reveal them all to you today. You're just going to have to trust me, Job. You questioned me about the loss of everything, the loss of your children, your loss of your possessions, your loss of your cattle. But what I really want to know, Job, is do you trust me? I believe the depth of my being that the greatest days of the kingdom of God are not far in front of us. And I believe Antioch is a has a major is a major player in that. But that's not going to happen with folks that just are not proven, that haven't been tested. Brother Mike, haven't been tried. Can I trust you? Why don't you stand to your feet? I don't know where you are personally. But all I can answer for is me. I look back at some of the things that my wife and I have gone through and I and I have to tell you I've I've questioned. Lord, what's that all about? Why'd you allow that to happen, Lord? Oh, 
Lord, we've been in this thing for many, many years, Lord. Lord, why? And almost never do I get an answer. Not from him. But what I do go away with is, do you trust me? Do you trust me to prepare you? Do you trust me to get you ready? Do you trust me enough to surrender all that you are in my control, into my hands? Do you trust me today? Will you trust me tomorrow? And I've had to tell him, Lord, I trust you as much as I'm able. But Lord, you know my heart. I want to trust you more. I want to trust you with everything that's in me. Lord, it's not the devil to having a free pass and free reign in my life. It's you, Lord. It's you. Why don't we just talk to the Lord here for a moment? What we see on the outside is not always the story. It's what's going on down in here. We can all put on a show for everybody else, but it's the eyes of the Lord that looks beyond the outward and looks down into the heart. Come on, just another moment or two here. In the name of Jesus. Do you trust him? Do you believe him? Hallelujah, in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Satan can't go any farther. He can't do any more than the Lord gives him permission to. In the name of Jesus, <laughs> if you got trouble in your life, situations in your life right now, maybe, maybe, maybe it's God trying to work something in your heart, trying to work something in your life and in your spirit to prepare you for what he wants to do in and through your life. In the name of Jesus Christ. Shake ya la rata tabahaya. Ya la rata narralabaka satahaya. Ya la rata siando boko rata tahaya. Yesi ya la rata narralata bahaya. Satan doesn't have free reign. He does not have free reign in your life. He doesn't have free reign in my life. 
Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus Christ, God's working in your life in ways that you perhaps don't understand. But I want to know today, do you trust him to finish what he started? In the name of Jesus Christ, it may be difficult while the prep work is being done. It may be hard while he's dealing with all of these sorts of things. But there's a finished product that he wants to bring about. I said there's a finished work that he wants to bring about. In the name of Jesus Christ. Lord, I trust you. I believe you today, God. In the name of Jesus Christ. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Halamando korama shandala la bahaya. Ilama satoloroboko shotoloroboko saya. Ilama rekati ala ratatahaya. Iala ratasi ala ratatahaya. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. And I'm, I'm just about done here. But I want to share with you a story. There's a young lady that I know um, is very, very powerfully used of God. Um, but her life was full, Sister Ellenberger, of trouble. Some of it on her own. Um, when I say on her own, it's stuff that she caused. But there was stuff that happened that when she came to God she was a wreck um, she couldn't hold a conversation Sister Tina without tears flowing down her face every time she'd get into the altar you know disappointment, pain just all this stuff would just flood her spirit. And she'd just weep and cry, weep and cry, weep and cry. And uh, one day I had an opportunity to talk with her, and we're talking. And she asked me the question. She said, Brother Middleton, every time I'm, I'm, I'm praying, all I, all I can do is cry. I, 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 can't, I can't really get into, you know, any other aspects of prayer. I just, 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 I'm just crying all the time. She said, will the tears ever stop? Will the tears ever stop? I feel like I've been crying for years. It just won't stop. And, and she said, that day was just as intense the first as the first day. She just cried and cried. And, you know, you know how preachers do. They try to give you a spiritual answer. <laughs> and, uh, well, I'm a preacher, so <laughs> I attempted to give her a spiritual answer. And I gave her an answer. And I told her, I said, I, I can't really tell you when those tears will stop. But there will be a day 
I said, but you just, you just cry those tears while they're there. And when God turns them off, I said, you will be a completely different person. Sister Thompson, I was trying to give her certain encouragement. But do you know every word of that came true? She is probably one of the most powerful intercessors that I know. She's used of God in a lot of different ways. Chiefly, her primary ministry, even along with everything else that she does, when she gets into that flow of intercession, there is no stopping her. And I just marvel. You see, all that difficulty, all that pain, all that trauma that she went through, that she thought was for nothing, God turned around and is using those same very channels that she cried over. And now the grace, mercy, compassion of God is flowing through her like unreal. Don't run too quickly from what you perceive as trouble. It may be the very thing that God's using to qualify you. I'm not a masochist. I don't like pain. I don't like difficulty. I don't like hardship. But I've come to the place that when those difficult times come, I'm like, okay, Lord. I'm going to, by the grace of God, embrace this as much as I can. But do your work in me. Make me who and what you want me to be. Remember, Satan was unemployed until God decided he wanted to do something with you. He didn't have a job until you came on the scene. Does this make any sense to you all? I tried to do this without any real emotion behind it because I didn't want it to be some hype thing. But I didn't want it to be a graveyard either. <laughs> but I wanted you to be able to take it home with you and think about where you are in your walk with God. What's going on? What's me? And what's God doing? Own up to my mistakes. Identify those and take them before God. But then on the other side, Lord, obviously you're working here in things that I don't know anything about. And I'm going to trust you. Amen? Why don't you raise your hand still one more time. Lord Jesus, I thank you. I thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> Help us today, Lord, to trust you. Help us to trust you with everything that we are, everything that we will be in you, Lord. 
Help us to trust your plan. Help us to understand that you're going to work your plan, not our plan, but your plan, Lord. In the name of Jesus Christ. In the name of Jesus Christ. Shake ya la rata si ya la rata tata ya. Ya la rata ti ya la rata la la basa ya. Ya la rata taba ya. Somebody's getting some strength right now. Somebody's getting some grace right now. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. I trust you, Lord. I trust you. In Jesus' name, amen. Lord bless you. And uh, I pray you got something out of it. Amen. Put your hands together one more time. And you are dismissed. In Jesus' name.